show is sponsored by Hive Mind CRM. It is more than just a CRM. It is a real estate and business mastermind that comes with an all-in-one CRM. You can have unlimited websites and users. You can call, text, RVM, and email all-in-one user interface. And you can set up custom automations for any type and multiple businesses. 65% of companies start using a CRM system within the first five years of business. Once implemented, the hive mind will save you on marketing, give you more time, and make more money. One of our users had his first $100,000 month using our system in June. We want to see you automate and accelerate your business. Text us at 210-972-1842 for future meetings and of course to get our $1 course on how to make more than six figures on one land deal. You can schedule your free demo today at hivemindcrm.io. All right, so today is Thursday, August 12th. Um, I wanted to cover uh, mindset today. I know a lot of people um, don't really, it's not, it's not a lot of people talk about in business and I'm in another, another mastermind and it was brought up recently and I think it needs to be addressed because it was, we had a good conversation about it and the other call and like I said, we can cut in in different spaces, not just me leading the call. I would appreciate any input or your opinion on the matter because I feel like everybody has different experiences and yours might be different than mine and it's all worthy to be heard. So, um, I, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people struggle with entrepreneurship just because you face a lot more. It's easy to be an employee. And I'll start off with that. It's very easy to be an employee and it's very easy to fall under and do certain things because that's the normal thing to do. Entrepreneurship as a whole is just odd. <laughs> it's odd and you're doing stuff out of the box and you're, it's like the 99, 1% rule is that the 1% do what the 99% don't do. So it's, you have to put yourself in different positions and different perspectives. And since you are and aspire to be the 1%, you do get a lot more hate than everybody else. So um, there's a lot that comes with that and you have to deal with that in different levels. And the more, the more you become as a better entrepreneur, the more you have to deal with it. Like a lot of people think that, Hey, if I get to a certain level, the hate won't stop. It, it gets worse is the, is the real answer. And you have to deal with a lot of these internal emotions and internal thought processes that you almost second guess yourself or I think I think one of the biggest things is that a lot of a lot of people aspire to be entrepreneurs but they can't overcome that mindset block to become an entrepreneur they it doesn't they can't comprehend or understand or even like think past into new into a new level so and it's not meant for everybody. It's definitely trial and tribulation and um, there's struggles that come with it, but there's a lot that you deal with as an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur that a lot of people will never understand. And uh, I think I think one of the people that uh, you have to explain, not necessarily have to explain yourself, but always second guess what you do is like your friends and family. And it's, it's kind of weird. Um, it's kind of weird having those conversations because like 
also talk to my mom and mom will think if I'm doing something illegal or not just because I don't have a job so she doesn't understand that people can actually do entrepreneurship or fully comprehend the the possibilities we have in our day and age so I always tell people all the time is that we have us in the 21st century in the day and age we live in now we have a lot more opportunity than our parents did and our grandparents did just be just based in the, in the time and time and day and um, information age we live in now we have a lot more tools and resources available at our fingertips we can automate a lot more things where it was back then it was a lot more manual and uh, laborsome just to work a computer or send out mailers I remember uh, we had a call with uh, it was John Alexander joined the call it was about maybe two three months ago and he was saying how he used to uh, he used to have to dial in to do meetings like this. They would have a dial-in number with a passcode and yeah, so whenever they're doing mastermind calls or meeting calls, he used to have to dial in into stuff like that. So there's definitely a lot more technology and definitely a lot more information. And information is readily available now to a lot more people with YouTube and podcasts and books and you name it. And there's there's just some people, some people just don't get it. And it, they have to see and live in your shoes to understand um, the the str- the struggles you face and doubt you have to face daily and stuff you have to overcome. Um, so it's 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 uh, definitely a uh, it's my son is de- is definitely a a issue that isn't spoken about but it's just one of those things you have to deal with on the daily and de- and deal with more as you progress so um anybody have any opinion on that any any struggles they faced with early on or um man hey uh anthony this is Corey. you know i always got some uh, <laughs> but yeah i uh i you just just listening to you talk I got into uh, my story, man. I got into real estate. Well, I got into mortgage finance when I was 20 years old. I'm 42 right now. This was 2000. And um, I had just moved to Houston from a small town about two hours away. And um, I got approached by a mortgage broker. And I, you know, I was, I didn't even know anything about the industry or anything. I thought, I thought it was a pyramid scheme or something the way he was talking to me. And I called my mom and she told me to uh, to check him out. Well, um, just a, a, a short time in, you know, I was hungry, I was eager. I came here on my own, you know, with very, very little help from my family. So a short time in, man, I, I really started started buzz, buzzing and, 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 you know, I saw the potential in it. And I, I went all in, but uh, long story short, within eight years, I had uh, I knew mortgage finance backwards and forwards. So I became an investor at 23, and then the recession hit. And you know, I didn't know what to do at that at that time. And everything that I had worked hard for at 28 years old, um, it was like I had a set of skills that I couldn't couldn't use at the time because of just everything that was going on in the economy and real estate had slowed down and shifted and I didn't know how to shift with it. But I said that to say, my family, at that point when I needed them the most, they didn't really realize how much 
I had put into real estate and my business and building my brand and all of this stuff. So I was, I was, I was, I was hurting. And it took my mother and some of my older siblings about 10 years to, they, they finally came and told me, they was like, Hey man, we, we really apologize because we, we didn't really, we didn't really understand what you were going through, you know? So, um, it was a real unique situation being a young entrepreneur and trying to grow and develop my own personal self and my business and not really having um, anybody in my family who had really taken entrepreneurship serious or whatever. Everybody thought I was crazy, of course. Hell, when the recession happened, I thought I was crazy. But I, I, I stayed down and picked myself back up and got in the saddle, man, and here I am today. So. Uh, just try to inspire and motivate someone else, man. Um, mindset is everything. You know, my, my, my focus had to change because life brought me different situations, but my vision for being an entrepreneur, my love for real estate and helping people making money, it never changed. So, and when I say I've been in some really high places where you know, I made $90,000 in three months when I met John Alexander. You know, I did $50,000 on my first real estate uh, double close transaction at 23 years old before I met John um, to, I mean, really literally being homeless and trying to figure things out. And, you know, so it, it can be done, you know, just believe in whatever higher power you believe in and keep pushing. And that's my soapbox, my little spill. Uh, all my input on that. Appreciate that, Corey. No, I, I think I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome because, like, I feel like humble beginnings force you to create to a new level. Like you have, you have, like, there's no silver spoon. You have to like literally reinvent yourself. All these, all these uh, teachings and stuff you're taught in high school and junior high, and all stuff you taught growing up is just you have to like unlearn a lot of different things and re re remaster your mind as far as overcoming certain objections and overcoming fear of doubt and fear in general and a lot of people struggle with that and I think there's a lot that goes into it just from there's there could be so many more entrepreneurs out in the world that could provide a, a, a useful service but they're afraid of what their friends will think afraid of what their family will think of them and that's what's holding them back they're afraid of they're they're uh, they're afraid to be that outlandish one they're afraid to stand up and take the front seat you know there's a there's a lot that goes into that and it's just you have to it's literally a mindset thing like uh, I, I always I always joke my wife uh always jokes around with me because she follows me on instagram and she's like you post too much i was like it's not for you <laughs> you're not my client <laughs> so it's one of those things where like it's it's not no hate to my wife or anything. She was saying it jokingly, but it's one of those things where like the the stuff I do isn't meant for my family and friends. It's for my to get potential clients, to get businesses to accelerate. And a lot of a lot of it is I don't care what other people's opinion of me is. And like it wasn't always like that. <laughs> it wasn't always like that. And it was one of the fears I had early on. And I think everybody faces that early on, no matter what stage you're at in business. But it's just overcoming the, the fear of 
what what do they think about me and what what's their disposition of me and how what would they what are they saying behind my back like oh that was a stupid post he looks like an idiot like why is he wearing that shirt all the time like it's just (laughs) there's so much there's so much that goes on but like you're always like second guessing yourself like (laughs) biggest thing that helped me with that one was a few years ago when someone told me it's none of your fucking business what other people think of you even if they're ignorant enough to tell you same holds true to the reverse it's none of their business what you think of them even if you really, really, really want to tell them. No, I, I, I agree. Life gets so much easier with that. <laughs> it so takes a lot of practice. There's, there's, when you get there. <laughs> there's a freedom that comes with that. And it's crazy. When you when you let stuff go and you let you stop letting stuff affect you, you you hit another level where you feel unstoppable. You know? And a lot of people feel like they always have that ceiling, the ceiling that they can never get past. Or I'll, I'll never get past that point. And a lot of times just letting it go. You let everything go. You let, you let, you let go of the feelings you have, opinions people have about you. You let go of the past. Like people, I, I, I always like, there's people I might've, I might've done harm to when I was younger or said something I shouldn't have said to them. But me as a bigger person than I am now, I'm not that person that was back then. So if they still harbor feelings towards me the, what, to whatever I said or whatever I did to them back in that point, I'm not that person anymore. So for me, I, I can just, I, I can't worry about how they think and what they think about me, even though the person that did that wrong to them was a totally different person than I am now. So you have to let go of a lot of the guilt and resentment that you don't know that's really out there. It's just, it's just freeing your mind. And I think it really affects your output. Like if you don't focus and keep your mind right, you don't perform at 100% or 50% or 25%. It like drags you down and weighs you down just because you're, you're always like, like beat down by all these emotions and feelings in your mind. So I think, I think getting your mind right can always accelerate you into new levels so i want i want to focus on like a lot of a lot of people just getting your mind right taking time to meditate there's a a lot of the uh, the, there's a lot of things that people do to relieve that pressure it might be cold showers it might be meditating it might be prayer it might be golfing going out and hitting some balls at the range like or just swimming some people some people have the weirdest things that they do to relieve that pressure on off of them just to kind of like do a reset, do a mind reset. Sometimes it's daily, sometimes it's weekly. And some people's working at the gym, you know, some people, the, 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 the gym rats, they'll go throw on some weight just to, just to let that pressure off and, or hit a, hit a punching bag, you know? <laughs> so if you don't have an outlet that you do find one because it really does help. And uh, I've recently, I, I used to golf when I was younger and I haven't really got, I've had, I have had clubs for years and I haven't golfed lately, but now I'm picking up golfing with Hive members and stuff locally. So I, I, like, I enjoy going now and I didn't really know, understood why, but I enjoy going and I'm like, oh, I gotta go. It's gonna be fun. And I'll just like, whenever, whenever, I'm, whenever I get started, I'm just I'm like, oh, this is fun, this is fun. And then I'm there, whoo, 
hitting balls over over long distances and it's just like one of those things where it's like I used to do yoga too and like there's so many things that you can do and you don't have to do one thing you don't have to do multiple things like you just got to find something that works for you something you, you can enjoy doing just to think freely you know anybody have any input on that I just I, I don't want I don't want to talk the whole time and I kind of want other people's input just because there's a lot of different perspectives and I see Sharonda waving at me but yeah go ahead Sharonda no, I just want to second that, uh, second and third, uh, Frank, too. Um, like, for instance, what you were saying before, you talk to yourself, you meditate, some people pray, you do, you have your outlet. So you kind of, you came into this world alone, right? And then the trajectory of your life is dependent upon outside things happening to you, as well as what you are controlling yourself. So it's up to you to allow the other outside factors to um, deter you from whatever it is that you need to do. So when you are in meditation or when you are having self-talk, when you are reading a book, um, reading is important not only because it's you know stimulating your brain, but if you're reading like a self-help book, usually they're written so that it is talking to yourself. So that motivation, you're programming your mind to, um, to do the things that you need to do. If you program your mind, the body will follow. You get up in the morning, you say, okay, today I'm gonna make five calls. Um, and you, you say that to yourself over and over in your meditation or however you go about doing that. Five times in a row, I'm gonna make five calls today if it's the last thing I do. Let's say you have a busy schedule. By the end of the day, something in your brain is going to be nagging at you to make sure you've made those five calls. So self-talk is important. Meditation is important and not allowing outside influences to have that big of a pull on you. Perfect example. So three years ago before, maybe two years ago before COVID, I was a gym rat, me and my husband. Um, I was raised Pentecostal, so if you don't know what that is, Pentecostal is one of the most strict uh, Christian faiths that there are. I was not allowed to wear earrings, and it still sticks. Uh, you don't wear makeup. Women were, wore dresses. You wore things to cover your head when you're in church, so that kind of thing. Um, we were raised in a way where you do not show certain body parts. So for me to come from that all these years now, I'm 40 years old, I just got comfortable, believe it or not, to take a picture of myself at the gym doing like this. The only thing that was showing was from my shoulder to my arm. That's it, okay. I went to a wedding and my cousin pulls me to the side. So you're taking naked pictures now for Facebook? And I was like, whoa. And it took me to a deep, dark place because of my history, because of my upbringing, because I don't wanna appear naked. But mind you, I was proud of myself. I had been working out really hard. I wanted to, to inspire somebody to work out with me because I felt alone. So I was taking pictures of my bicep, literally. My husband, I vented it to my husband. He's like, why is this tearing you down so much? And I said, I don't know, it's something about how I was raised and I was programmed that that was wrong. But then I had to center myself, right? And then when I centered myself, when I say center myself, it could be prayer or meditation. When I centered myself, I could hear a voice and it was like, isn't this the same cousin that used to work at Hooters? 
Hurt people will hurt people. They are envious of your progress. So they're gonna do whatever they can to tear you down, to make themselves feel better. So when outside forces are working at you, just listen to that inside force and keep pushing. So now I don't have a problem with showing my biceps. I might show a calf muscle, that's about as far as I'm gonna go. But now I'll have a problem because I had to center myself, I had to listen to myself and you can't let the outside folks get to you. You may be thinking that people are talking about you all the time. They don't have that much energy and they don't have that much drive. And if they did, they'd be running their own business. They have their bills paid off. They wouldn't be having to work a daily job. So what they do, they talk about whatever is important to them, which is nothingness. They talk about this one and this one and this one and this one. And they don't have enough time in the day to just talk about just you because their focus is in the wrong places. So don't worry about what they got to say. They're empty. Their goals are empty and they mean nothing. They're here on this planet to just help take up space. And you're here to make sure that you provide for yourself and others. If they wanna take up space, let them take up space, but don't let them, don't let them deter you from what you gotta do. I'm done talking. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's awesome. I think, I think it's- Great uh, stuff indeed. That's, that's- That was good, that was good. There was, mm -hmm. there's a lot that, uh, there's a lot, there's so much that can go into that. Uh, I think TT wants to go next. She has her hand raised. Go ahead, TT. Hey guys. Hey Daniel. How are you? Hey billionaires. I'm putting in the atmosphere. I'm speaking in on our life right now. And um, I just wanted to come on here really quickly and just tell everyone um, to never give up. We got to continue to keep on pushing. We got to keep on going. Um, a lot of our families not going to understand our mission and our goal because you got to remember half of us, you know, this is our first, we the first people in our, our family to take this step. So they're not going to understand um, our mission and our goals. It's just so funny to me because I'll hear stuff like from my family in particular, they'll be like, oh, well, why, when you going to get a job? When you going to get a job? And I'm like, listen, I'm not asking y'all for nothing. I'm paying my bills. I do everything on my own. I'm like, and, and they're just so, everybody's so used to the W-2 and things not being so traditional and, 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 and things of that nature. But when God gives you a vision and you have a goal, you got to continue to keep on pushing to, to it and don't give up. And, and, and just like Daniel and Sharonda was saying earlier, you can't care what people are going to say about you and how they perceive you. You got to keep on that vision in your head and keep going. And it, 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 it's, it's, it's so hard because it's, 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 it's something that you're doing first within your generation. So you're kind of being like this, 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 this um, rebel right now. <laughs> Because you're stepping out. So you got to just continue to keep on pushing and keep on going. And, and it's very tiring. Um, but the motivation, um, the motivation has to come somewhere. But what I struggle with is I'll be motivated and I'll be ready to go. And then it's like, boom, something outside of what I can control come and knock me down. Like it literally destroys me. And like it'll, it'll take away two, it'll start like a day without focusing on this and then they'll move to three and then they'll move to two and then I'll be like what are you doing you're not you're not on, on path and then I'll get back on path again 
and and in this industry as far as like wholesaling and what we're doing right now the follow-up sequency is the key it's so much money that we miss on not following up um so it's just like you just got to continue to keep that motivation and keep pushing and i can see in this and i can feel the energy over the phone daniel and sharana you guys thank you so much for doing this bringing everybody together and we got to keep pushing we can't give up it's it's people depending on us so we have to keep going and um you're going to be the first entrepreneurs the first millionaires the first billionaires in your family so you got to just keep on going and, and staying strong and um i'm done thank you guys <laughs> appreciate that no that's awesome so uh, Elizabeth message in the message, she says, I'm working, can't speak right now, but question, how long did it take you guys to reprogram your brain? I'm 24 and trying to reprogram, but it's pretty tough to not care. So um, my answer to this, and I'll let Sharonda maybe follow me on this one, but um, my answer to this is it's not going to happen overnight. And that's okay. And that's okay. So the, I think the biggest thing that helped me was talking to people that I that understood what I was going through. And I think that's the biggest thing. Your, your circle you may be in now, if you have a, still have a nine to five, if you still talk to your friends and family like that, they're not going to understand your processes, your struggles, your, your, your new level that you're trying to hit. They're not going to understand that. The people that understand that are people that are aspiring to do what you want to do. So coming to calls like this, speaking to people regularly. Sometimes it's, it might be talking to Sharonda. It might be talking to Anthony. It might be talking to somebody else in the room that like, Hey, I'm having, um, I'm having, I'm having a tough day. Can you help inspire me? And sometimes it's okay to have that. And like I said, it doesn't happen overnight. It took me, I've been, I started entrepreneurship when I was 25. I'm 29 now. It took me four years. And like I said, I, it, I didn't get this year one. I didn't get this year two. I didn't get this year three. I recently got this just because the way I, the way I got the way I am now, like I said, it's more of I'm building upon myself daily, and I aspire to do better. The person I am yesterday, I'm a new man today. Today's Thursday. The person from yesterday from Wednesday, I don't really care about whatever happened Wednesday. I don't care about. I'm looking to tomorrow. I'm looking to today. Whatever happened in the past doesn't affect me, and I'm always striving to the next level. And I'm I know there's more levels to hit and I'm going that direction. I know, I know which direction I'm going. It doesn't affect me. If somebody says something sly, I'm just going to let it go because whatever, whatever put them in their mind to say something slick to me, I know they might need a joke, not necessarily like a bad joke, but they, they might be going through a tough day. You don't know what people are going through. So people being and saying sly shit or sorry, I hate cussing. <laughs> they ooh, ooh. <laughs> they say something sly just to kind of push your buttons they could be going through a death in the family like they could be dealing with uh, a divorce they could be dealing with a sickness they could be dealing with stress of other matters that i can't reflect and reflect that negative energy upon them so if i get it i just take it in and i just let it, i let it bounce off me because i don't know what pushed them to say that but it doesn't really matter and i'm okay with that uh, you want to go, Sharonda or uh, Priscilla? I think Priscilla says she has something as well. Yes, um, I was going to say um, ditto to everything else everyone said. Um, one thing that you can do to 
we program is really your subconscious. Your subconscious is the place where all that you've learned, even as a child, um, you, you live life based on your subconscious level. So everything you heard as a child, like money doesn't grow on trees, um, I'm not made of money, different things, ways that your family grew up, that affects your subconscious mind. So you find yourself repeating or acting out what you heard when you grew up. So how do you reprogram your subconscious mind? And for myself, um, I've been an entrepreneur since 16 years old. And I had to, like Sharonda, I grew up in, in the Pentecostal church. And that's so funny. I was going to share this as well. As well. <clears throat> Excuse me. And when I grew up in the Pentecostal church, um, <laughs> we were told that money is the root of all evil, but it's really the love of money. That's the root of all evil. So when you understand that a lot of things that you were taught are misconceptions, um, are thoughts from poorer people in mindset, in their subconscious. People are not wealthy in their subconscious. They're poor in mindset. Um, today, I'm a pastor, but the way I teach and I groom, I groom people is I have them, you know, understand that you have to work on yourself. You just can't hear scriptures even and just take, you have to work certain areas that have to do with your subconscious mind. So when you're a person who is dealing with family members like most of us are and they don't understand, number one, you have to understand is that um, poor people can't give you the answers. People without money, without a wealth mindset, they cannot give you the answers. You have to be around people that, um, that will give you the answer to what you need. You have to associate. And then you have to self-develop, work on yourself. So how do you reprogram your subconscious? You pick an area. Where am I having the most trouble in? How am I thinking? Because once you understand how you think, then you can change how you think. So you reprogram your subconscious mind so you begin to think differently. So you repeat. One of the things Sharonda said, repeating, I'm going to make five calls today. But even with that, you tell yourself, I am prosperity. I am wealthy. And you, it's like drilling down and not letting up until you automatically believe that you're wealthy. You got to drill down on all these negative mindsets, poverty type mindsets that says you can't have because your family didn't have or people around you didn't have and when you drill down then you can literally overcome those things and then what your family says and I've been there done that wear the t-shirt all day long it won't matter because when you understand that your family is where they are just because of mindset somebody has to work it out somebody has to work in that area and you are the one to do it God says the solitary in families, people who are stable, and you are the one to be the stability for your family. So when you start drilling down on that mindset and saying, oh no, I am prosperity, I am wealthy, your mind will automatically say after a while, okay, you keep going here, you keep, okay, now you have to act it out. You have to start feeling the way you've been saying and all that emotion, you, you gather it all together, and you turn that into your action. You take action 
out of the emotion that comes from your subconscious mind and the thinking. So I hope that helps um, somebody listening. Because I'm telling you, that's a big thing. Work on yourself. Work on your subconscious mind. Go ahead, Alma. <laughs> thank you. So thank you for uh, what you're saying, guys, right now and your stories. But you know how I realize um, what I'm worth in like uh, changing my mentality. It's like knowing who your father is. When you know who your father is, everything is yours because your father is the creator on earth, right? He has the warehouse over there. It's gold. The roads are made of gold. So you can do anything you set your mind to because God already paid for it, okay? It's already yours. You just have to claim it. So if you believe that, you can do anything. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, Rhonda. Thank you for Thank sharing you. everything. It's just so amazing what you guys are sharing. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate you saying those words. Those words were... It was, it was coming to my heart to say something. I really don't say nothing. I have my uh, my mentor actually here um, <laughs> listening in, right? And it's, it's amazing the conversation that we're having, but I appreciate yeah. you so much saying that. Yeah. Even with what TT was saying, she's one of my partners, what Elizabeth is saying, you're at the perfect age to be reprogrammed if you know yeah. if you know your father up in heaven. I yeah. sent you a DM, you know, um, and we can connect and we can pray together. We can, we can get it. Thank you. I love you guys. Love everybody. Thank you. This group is amazing. It's like family therapy, money making, uh, just extended family, like everywhere. And it's just amazing. Thank you. So um, one thing, uh, one thing Priscilla said, anyway, who's who hopped in? Hold on. Okay. One thing Priscilla said is that a lot of people, you have to deal with uh, the, the, the mindset of your parents that is kind of instilled upon you like money doesn't grow on trees that resonated with me because I remember hearing that so much as a kid and like I grew up with three older brothers so it was kind of like when it was all four of us going through high school clothes like I have kids now and I'm like man my kids grow out of their shoes like every other week I'm like man that's ridiculous how do you have four kids like I, every time I look at my parent I'm like man that must have been crazy with a and then like, I think of how much I eat. And then I got three brothers that probably eat just as much or more than I do. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. My kids snack like every hour. <laughs> so it's one of those things where like, there's so much that goes into raising kids that they have to deal with as a, as a, as a, as certain things. And then like, a part of me is like, where I'm at now, I'm like, oh, it's like, oh, we need this and this. Go. Like, oh. like, it's not, it's not that money isn't a thing. It's just like, if it's a necessity, just get it. I'm not going to second guess necessities. And I'm not going to question like, oh, money doesn't grow on trees. Like, and not, not that I'm going to spoil my kids. It's just that there's a line, like if it's a necessity, you can't like, kind of separate the line of necessities and wants. So a lot of the things is like, when it comes down to like $5 worth of stuff or like $5, like me, me and my wife's like, where's my $5? And I'm like, just let it go, it's $5. So I think it's no big deal yeah I, I let it go as soon as i gave it away it's five dollars like when i when i gave away money i didn't expect it back it is what it is and the, and, the, and it comes to with like 
the 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 mindset of money of like a lot of people our parents grew up with like hey if i get if i give my cousin money i'm gonna expect it back by thursday and if not i'm just gonna let them go as a family member i'm like what and it's just like it's dealing with like the the mindset of um just like the stuff you grew up with man there's so much stuff that can go into that that lays into and forms into the adult you are now that you have to you have to deal with and like i said everybody grew up in different ways like my dad actually grew up in mexico like mexico so like he the way he raised us and the way my parents raised us was based off of his experiences too so you as a trendsetter and making a new path have to formulate and train a new path for your children and your family so there's so much that goes into that and like i said i'm gonna let somebody else hop in but I, that's just my thought, <laughs> what, Priscilla, what Priscilla said, so 10 minutes ago, but anybody else can hop in. <laughs> no, I mean, everything that you said is accurate. Um, and then consider this too, what our parents taught us is what they knew, right? That's what they knew. They got to the point based upon the information that was provided to them. And now you are at this space that they helped provide for you so the things that now that you are accomplishing they aren't there yet you have to now bring them to where you are because they're not in the space they're not in that space they got you to that space and then now they push you on and it's for you to go on and take off so for me um i'm very 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 thankful for my dad and my mom the way that they raised me um so I, i've already put it out there uh, raised Pentecostal <laughs> but I'm a preacher's kid and I'm a pastor's kid so I was in church every day but Tuesday I think <laughs> went Monday or Tuesday so um the thing that they taught me wasn't you know it wasn't that you're supposed to be in church every day it's dedication to a purpose right so then as an adult I'm trying to find my purpose and I got lost in trying to find my purpose at one point. And then I got to a point where I discovered that maybe my purpose is not for me, but for other people. Or maybe I can borrow somebody else's purpose just to give me the drive to get done whatever it is that I'm trying to get done. So in the case of Elizabeth, and I've seen her post it before, she wants to make her mother proud. That's your purpose. That's your drive. That's the thing that you use to motivate you to get up and do whatever it is that you need to do on a daily basis. Your purpose becomes your drive. You've got your purpose from someone else. You borrowed it, but that doesn't mean that it's not valid. It's yours. It's what you have become. It's what you're making to have happen. So borrow the purpose. You Now you have your purpose and you push forward using that drive. So it's so it's like a catch 22 our parents or our families are there to push us forward but those are going to be some of the same people that's going to hold you back and hinder you so if you look at them from a perspective of they love me the criticism may come because they think that they're protecting me but they're not where i am in life they got us to a certain point they pushed us forward, let us off into the world, and now we've discovered things that they're not aware of yet. So it's like 
in a sense, someone who's not knowledgeable trying to teach us something that we know better than them. So you just try to treat it gently, not let their comments affect you and keep pushing forward. Listen to yourself, meditate, pray, listen to your higher power, keep moving forward, keep pushing because it'll happen. It becomes habitual. Your purpose becomes your habit. Your purpose becomes the thread of who you are. Just keep pushing. So um, I was in Phoenix and we met uh, Yogi, Yogi Mill, Yogi something, I forget his last name, but uh, we're having lunch with uh, Yogi and Anthony and he asked me what my why was. So I asked him, well, my why is my, my kids? He's like, well, why is your, why is your, why are your kids important? Well, my kids are important because I want to spend time with them and, and be there for my, be there for my children. And he asked me, well, why do you want to do that? Well, I want to do that because my dad literally worked like 14 hours a day. Like he would commute to work and then drive, he would work and then commute back and then work, come home, eat and sleep. So when you ask yourself, why, what is your purpose? Answer it. Why is that important? Ask yourself the three whys. And I never understood, like, I, I didn't understand where he was going with it, but you got to have a greater purpose. If you can't answer that, your purpose isn't great enough and you need to think deeper. There needs to be a greater purpose that comes within you to make it, make you get to where you want to go. So, and I, and it really hit me too, because like I knew those answers and I had them right here because they're on my tummy because that's my purpose. I know my purpose is. My purpose is, is, is to spend more time with my, with my family. And a lot of people don't know this, but the day my firstborn was born, I haven't worked a job. I literally took two week vacation. I took three month paternity leave and I quit. And that was about four years ago. <laughs> so, and that goes to my purpose. And I knew that purpose day one. I didn't know how I was going to get there. I'm still figuring it out, but <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a work in progress daily. And a step out on faith, right? Oh yeah. You step yeah. out on faith and then now you have no choice, but to make it happen. Sometimes when we take on projects, businesses, um, arrangements, we'll step in it just a little bit because we're not quite ready to take that grand leap. So if you're standing on the dock and there's a lake out there and you got to cross that lake, we're like sliding off the side with our feet in just a little bit. We're putting on a life jacket. Whereas Daniel said his baby was born, he was standing on the dock, he's got to get to the other side. He just said, I'm jumping, I got to go. So if you're at a point in your life and you feel like with this business or whatever it is that you're encountering, that you're sitting on the side of the dock and you got to get to the other side of the lake and you got to swim across and you feel like you just have your feet draping over the edge, you might need to just go ahead and jump in full force just go ahead and jump in so um i always I always you gotta always... you gotta accountability with yourself as well i mean we we live in this bubble and perpetually we develop these things that we think are really good habits and guess what they're not i mean we can come up with all kinds of little excuses to put this off a little bit that off a little bit and 
you know, the mind plays all these wonderful games because we have all this time and because we own it, we can do whatever we want. But like once a month, and I did it today, which is how I ended up getting a contract today because I've been putting a guy off with all kinds of great excuses, um, which was actually a really good deal. But like once a month or so, I become the boss, the same as I would in a job, and I go through everything and break it down. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, where, where did all this time go? And what are you doing with all these calls? And boom, boom, boom. And why didn't you get hold of this one? Why didn't you get hold of that one? And I can be a real prick to myself. And in essence, you just sort of point out to yourself the things that you kind of let slide that you don't if you're in a regular job because somebody's watching over you. And as a result, yeah, I got on the call and the guy said the deal and, you know, I got the contract for 89000 and the property's worth like two fifty. Yay. Just for beating myself up. No, that's, awesome. that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yay. I need you to come and audit me, Steve. <laughs> That, that is awesome. I, th I think, I think one of the, that's literally a lot of people, when you become an entrepreneur, like once you quit your job, there's nobody looking over your shoulder. You have to be on yourself to, to produce and make things happen. And you don't have that comfort of a boss, like, Hey, show up at eight o'clock or else you're going to get fired. Like you already quit. You got to, now you got to show up, <laughs> you got to show up and do the work. And a lot of people miss that. A lot of people miss that. Like you you have to be your own motivator. You got to be self-generating, self-generating, self-purposing, self make yourself do things that you don't want to do, just because you don't you don't you don't have a, you don't you don't have that person over you. But you got to you got to be self. You got to find that purpose. That is huge. Appreciate that, Stephen. That's 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 that that's awesome. That's awesome. He holds himself accountable once a month. <laughs> and we hold each other accountable, right? So we get on these calls. And like, for instance, it was a few weeks ago, Corey got on, came into the hive, I think it was about a month, month and a half ago. And then you could hear his progress through the calls. Remember that? I think it was like four yep. weeks, six weeks ago. He was on this call, then he was on the next call and he was taking what was being um, conveyed to him and putting it into application, which is very great for Corey. But then here I am and I'm like, I know all the stuff that we were telling him. <laughs> And he's dusting me right now. Friendly competition is good competition. As long as you're not jealous and envious of the guy, you want him to succeed. I want Corey to do well because it's gonna push me. I'm gonna push my hardest to try to catch up with Corey. It's like, it's like a marathon that we're all running together. It's like cross country, we're all running together. We have the same views. Some people are gonna grab a cup, a cup of water and keep running, and some people are gonna pass by the table of water and but keep running. As long as we stay moving along, we're all gonna get there. And then when somebody slows back, this is so. This is back to my um, ROTC days. When somebody is in the back, when we're running as a group, you know, it's still competitive. We'll slow back just to be able to catch up with or to be running side by side with this person and figure out what it is that they need. And I don't know if you know this about the military and how it's run, the reason why they run and they chant and they're doing the calling, it's called calling cadence, it gets your, your lungs in a rhythm so that we're all breathing at the same rhythm. So if you are slowing back to catch the guys that are in the back to make sure that their rhythm is good, you guys are talking to each other, you're calling cadence to each other, guess what's gonna happen? The whole group will speed up. 
the whole group will catch up. And then the guys in the back will have this, this energy that comes from, I don't know where, but they always move forward. If you notice that the guys in the group, when they run, there's no one like very, very far behind. They always stay together. So if Stephen does an audit of his own books to keep him accountable, Stephen can also call Sharon to be like, what have you done this week? What is it that you said that you're going to do and what did you not do? That we can help each other here. We don't have to do this alone. Calls like this just reignite us. Calls like this make us see our purpose. Calls like this is what's gonna keep all of us going. There's a, uh, there's a saying I heard and um, if, you, if you fail, you fail early, fail fast. And the reason why is that a lot of people, they, they're afraid of failure. And sometimes there's a, there's a thing, uh, I literally saw a tweet yesterday. The average billionaire has, has filed for bankruptcy 2.8 times. 2.8 times the average billionaire. And it hit me because like me, this isn't my first business. This is my third, third business. My first one failed and it's okay. I'm not hurt by it. I still deal with the consequences from it today. And I'm not worried about it because I know there's success on the horizon. There's success on the horizon. And my failure is what made me get to the point where I'm at now. And sometimes you have to pivot. Sometimes you have to realign yourself. You have to take that break and take a vacation, take, go to the beach for a day and just clear your thoughts, go to the park, go walk around the block. And sometimes what it takes, it takes, it takes a failure to get your win. So don't be afraid of failure. Take it on the chin, move on to the next one. You're, you're going to get, you're going to get punched in the face in business. You're going to get punched by, you're going to get punched by clients. You're going to get punched by partners. You're going to get punched by Everybody that can hit you, that's when swinging distance. Sometimes you're going to get punched by life. Dude, what, punched by life. Failure? what is a failure? It's a step to growth. I, I heard someone say today, what is it? That it was a failure. It's a, it's, a pro, it's a process to success, in my opinion. I feel like it's a stepping stone this, to get to where you are. In this deal, my, my offer, the guy declined. That was a failure. And a lot of people would have quit that. Yeah, we didn't get there until about the fifth, sixth time around. Yeah. So it's you know failure is not always failure. It's it's the point of where you're learning to get to the next level. That's it. I I, I love the uh, the perspective of this group because um, I'm 42 years old and and it, just within very few recent years, um, I never realized that you could you could, um, there was so much power in just a growth and just hearing other people's experiences. You know what I'm saying? And for us to be able to come here and share freely, you know, our experiences, because uh, I was never in a, in, a, in a real estate circle where um, people were actually sharing their methods and their tactics because it was so highly competitive, you know? And um, everything was, you know, was hush hush unless you were paying thousands of dollars for uh, for information or if you were in those inner circles. So um, I, 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 I really I really love it here. I feel like family and, and everything. 
And um, I, I heard somebody say today earlier that um, I don't I don't lose their just lessons, you know. And just from my experience um, having a, a, a real estate career, um, that's what it's been, you know. To to this day, it's like okay, it's, I'm 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 benefiting from things um, that I put in motion and things that I that I that I wanted twenty years ago, fifteen years ago. But today I'm, I'm able to look back and realize like, okay, all of these things, these lessons, these losses, whatever you want to call them, failures or whatever, is mounted up until a wealth of knowledge, you know? And for some people, you know, um, it manifests sooner, you know? Um, and I've had great, great moments. In I'm sorry, go ahead. Over 2018, we're the first time on the market. But but yeah, it's a like I say, it, it it's a career, it's a business, and you learn, you grow, you have your highs, your lows, and over time you can look back and it's a body of work, and you have skill sets and experiences that you can use to benefit yourself, your family, and as well as help others. So I I think that's that's awesome. Appreciate that, Corey, man. That's awesome. Um, I hate to say it, but we ran out of time. And I, I think I think it comes to the point that we need to talk about this more often. Just Daniel, because go ahead, Alma. Daniel, I want to introduce Paul. I I I should have invited him earlier, but here's Paul. Uh, he's also from San Antonio. He's a fellow investor in a in a mastermind that, that we're on. And uh, and it's a mindset mastermind. So He's, he started working with me um, here and um, Paul, do you want to introduce yourself? Just a little bit. Hey guys, how you doing? That's Paul here. Hey Paul. Um, yeah, I just um, met Alma. How long have you known each other for Alma? I don't remember. It's been a few. It's April. Okay. And uh, Alma's taking me under her wing and she starts to show me the ropes and some things and this and that. So I'm just uh, looking forward to learning, really. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. I know I know it's late, but um, he, he'll be here now whenever, whenever he's available. Okay, that's fine. Appreciate, appreciate you coming in. Um, yeah, you. We're, uh, 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 we're transitioning... Has anyone heard from Claudette? I reached out to her like two days ago. I'd never heard back. And then I, I'm, I haven't been seeing her daily post either. So she, she on vacation. <laughs> okay. 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 Just making sure. I know. I just, it just hit me because you know, she does the morning uh, motivation. I was like, wait a minute, something's different. And then she texts us and let us know she was on vacay. And I was like, oh man. So okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Accountability, even looking for somebody that's not here. <laughs> right on. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So uh today is ladies' night. She does, she runs uh Sharonda, who's to Mariah to me in my picture, in my 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 computer, but uh, she runs uh, she runs uh, ugh, ladies night call every second Thursday of the month, which is happens to be today. So we're going to hand over the reins to her. 
Uh, we do these calls every Monday, Thursday, and Saturday. The show is sponsored by The List Guys. Do you need more leads in your local or virtual market? One in 10 small businesses don't invest in any kind of marketing. The List Guys have over 35 plus list types to choose from and you can mix and match any list or criteria. We also use the skip trace list and provide up to seven numbers and email addresses. Every list you purchase will be scrubbed against previous purchases. The List Guys are here to save you time. Contact the List Guys today at www.1listguys.com. That's www.listguys.com. If you find value in this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. And we appreciate, we, we appreciate all the listeners that are listening to our podcast. And uh, please reach out to any, any resource of HiveMind to for assistance. Uh, we're on all platforms, so feel free to reach out if you need anything.